Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. We are talking about mastery and our sovereignty in today's call as we access the portals of liberation where we can become one with universal source consciousness. My guest today is Akasha Sananda and he is going to talk with us about getting out of our karmic reincarnation cycle and evolving to immortality. Akasha has been initiated by the Himalayan masters of immortality, including Babaji and others. And he's here with us today to share his wisdom on the self-realization of avatar consciousness. Akasha, thank you so much. Welcome to Quantum Conversations. Thank you, Lauren. It's an absolute honor to be joining you and sharing this beautiful presence. Yes, we can already feel these energies and we can feel the presence of the great immortal masters who surround you and who work with you. Before we start, let's have you cite an invocation so we can connect to this God source. Absolutely. So just take a moment just to connect into your heart center and just state within yourself that you declare to connect and serve through that connection to your God source, making it your intention to commit serve in your full divine power absolutely unconditionally and completely and repeating i'm whole i'm sovereign and i am free that will be repeated i am whole i am sovereign i am free Beautiful. 
Well, thank you for this, this connection deep with inside ourselves and for sharing your wisdom on today's show. We're going to talk about the portals of liberation and how we can evolve out of karmic reincarnation cycles. We're going to find out how it is we identify what those karmic reincarnation cycles are or karmic ties are. But first, I would like you to share about your mentorship with Baba G. Many know Baba G as the great immortal being who ascended himself, and he's still around working with the consciousness of this planet. Can you share that story of how you were initiated by him, how you met him, how you came to work with him? Yeah, absolutely. It, I just want to, first of all, honor the divine presence in which we all abide within and Baba G being the one of the supreme masters that has literally manifested and materialized himself into that ever-evading presence and just really appreciating him as a the truth seer and that he is as one with us all when we are in truth one in him and there is no separation to this this connection so my journey began very much like our soul on the path of initiation. And through that path of initiation, there came a lot of surrendering, you know, surrendering to the old aspects of oneself, surrendering to all the old ideas of who we thought we were and who we were programmed to believe we were or could potentially be from these aspects of the matrix, what I like to call the matrix. And where my journey began was literally letting all that go and and selling and releasing all all pretty much possessions that I had and I was guided to travel on the other side of the world and there's this, this higher guidance came and this being was communicating to me and I had no idea who it truly was and it was just this internal voice that was speaking to and it was literally my I felt my my higher self that was communicating to me to let go of the old aspects and this journey and just go so this led me on a on a deep path of a pilgrimage in fact of initiation and, and it led me into the Amazon jungle and then from that place I was literally met with a spiritual family and one member of that spiritual family uh, actually invited me to go to America. So I, after I went through my journey and travels in the Caribbean Amazon and through the Central Americas, I made my way up to America and I met a, an elder wisdom keeper, an elder grandmother, and she held the wisdom of the white buffalo people. And she was a direct descendant of not only um, the white buffalo people but she also had a connection to the Himalayan Rishis and she in fact she told me of the ancient stories where the Rishis actually came and the great yogis of the East came and started teaching a lot of ancient principles and teachings of healing and also other spiritual practices um, from the from the East many many thousands of years ago and this really excited me 
because of myself, I have Indigenous connections to the Naranjeri people of the Aborigines of Australia, the whale people, the whale dreaming. And so I had this, this ever obvious and present connection to Indigenous cultures. And so along this initiation with this elder grandmother, she told me that a, a being will further initiate me um, on this path of what she called Kriya Yoga. And this Kriya Yoga was literally the middle path, the middle way of utilizing not just meditative practices, but actually a, a primal energy, this primordial energy that's living inside of us. Science would call this energy zero point and or or vacuum, vacuumed energy. So she taught me um, how, how to unlock that energy inside myself. And she was a phenomenal being with, the, with tremendous healing abilities, literally being able to raise people from the dead. She was literally a phenomenal being and still is a phenomenal being. And after my, my many uh, years being taught from from sorry, it was many months, and it's been been years um, since I've still been in contact. And she literally is a, a a very familiar presence and a family member of my my spiritual tribe. I was then told to leave and travel into a very ancient jungle um, in Malaysia, and there's a sacred sacred temple, and it was an underground temple in Malaysia that actually was on sacred land that was known as the in the ancient times of Tamil Nadu and Tamil Nadu was a place that stretched up into Sri Lanka and up into India and was this massive large uh, body of lands that literally connected India all the way through Indonesia's and, and Malaysia our country and this was also known as the coastal region of the Maria. And underground, yeah, it was quite quite amazing because when I went to this this land, it was so ancient, so pure, that there it, it started sparking all these different memories. And where I had the honor to to reside was near this crystal cave. And underground there was this there is still there this three-leveled golden temple, and it's a very it's a, it's very ancient. It's around thirty-six thousand years old, and and obviously that it hasn't risen, and it hasn't risen for a, a reason. It's risen in parts. There's been parts and and chambers of this temple that have risen to the surface, but it has been covered up because of the the governmental influences of that of that country. Um, own basically all the land and and when there's such a temple could be unveiled, it could be defaced um, because of the certain religious um, political aspects in within that country. So anyway, it's been undercover, it's been veiled basically. And I was I had the honor to spend a lot of time there. And as I was spending time in this crystal cave and in this residence I, there was ancient sage, also named Rishis, um, that lived underneath, underneath this in these this this literal golden temple that would start coming to me and start materializing and communicating to me. And 
they started taking me deeper to this career pathway and they started preparing me um, for a death rebirth process. And, and I didn't really know who they were. I didn't really know. I had a feeling they would, they would communicate to me more telepathic, but I had a feeling of an, an ancient friendship of a past life connection to these beings, but I didn't fully know who they, who they truly were. And there was, there were seven different beings that would, would come to me. Um, and some would, some would tell me who they were and, and some wouldn't. It wouldn't be necessary. But it came to a point when it was, it was the Shiva Ratri, which is literally the new moon or it's the, the thir- the 13th waning of the moon cycle in the new year. And in 2014, I, I had a direct experience when I, I went through a process of just meditating and, and chanting for a 12 hour period. And then I meditated for three days after that. And through this purification process that I was being pre- prepared for, and these beings were literally preparing me for and teach me certain um, yantras and mantras and mudras and meditative practices, ancient kriyas that were teaching me these processes to purify my being, I was then met with with the being of Baba G and I didn't know it was him to begin with. Uh, it was literally he appeared to me in this most illuminating body of light and I couldn't even see his face. He was that illuminating. And I had no idea who he was, but I could just feel this this pure, unconditional love that, you know, true words could never describe the presence that was held in that, in that moment. But it was just melting any sense of identification, any sense of, of awareness of another. It was just total, a total immersion and fusion. And he literally took me out of my body and sh- showed me a 360-degree view of my body laying on the ground and the environment that I was laying in. And he he literally materialized this golden tower at the center of this body that was laying on the ground. And he asked me a question. He goes, how do you get from the bottom of that tower to the top? The tower is very symbolic. It was representing the Tower of Life. And I said to him, by taking each step as it comes, exactly, you must be present with each moment. You must be eternally present in the now and take each step as it comes and gradually step through the ladder of life. Then he asked, once you reach a certain elevation of life, what would prevent one from falling and repeating that step in which you once took. And I said, appreciation, appreciation of those very steps. He goes, correct, because if you don't appreciate the steps, if you don't appreciate those challenges and those opportunities, then who will? Because you are the creator of them. So you must appreciate all aspects of your own creation in order to advance and learn and embody that lesson from that step of life. And then he looked at me and then the entire field collapsed. 
my whole astral body, physical body, all levels and layers of this auric field started departiculating, collapsing, and I found myself in quite a lucid state in this etheric labyrinth. And the labyrinth was extremely symbolic because if you were to slice a brain in half, the brain very much looks like a labyrinth. They're very movements and neural pathways. Well, the brain is pretty much the labyrinth of life. And I was, I was right in the center of this labyrinth, of this maze. And outside of this maze, there was this, it was quite a multi-dimensional experience. So you, Babaji's presence was very much outside and looking in, but overshadowing and overlooking um, where I was located in this realm, in this astral realm. And he asked me, how do you, he goes, I want you to get from the center of this maze into the outside within one second. And I looked around and I said, it's all an illusion. And with that, with that comment, everything dissolved. And then I was taken straight back into my body and his hands literally was pressed his, put his hand on top of my head, pressed his finger into the Sahasra, the crown chakra, and popped open all these 144 chakras that sit on top of the head. And then just my Kundalini shot out through my spine and I cascaded into those higher realms and just went on this incredible journey through the Samadhi, the state of Nirakapala Samadhi. And I was initiated into, through this Shakti part, this Parama Shakti influence that came from his, his presence and his, 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 uh, his anointment in a sense. And that, that experience totally changed my life. If every, system, biological system in my in my body, when I came out of that Samadhi experience, and I was in that experience for hours, if not days, and it was this rapture, this divine rapture of, of bliss. It was, it was pretty much, there's no, there is no words that can ever shed any aspect of light to these experiences because they are beyond the mind they are beyond expression you know, at best we can depict a picture but that's that's all we can we can truly do but it was literally like being able to experience the visual expression of every single color not just the color prisms within our third dimensional universe but but also all spectrums of the multi-dimensional universe, but not being only being able to see them, but also being, being able to taste them and feel them and hear the harmonics all at once. It's like this total unified presence then collapsing into this total void space where we feel there is nothing, is the, the ever presence of the zero but then rebirthing into that space that holds everything, that has the potential and the potentiality to create all life and sustain and 
and transform all life. And so I was going through this continued rapture. And as I came out of that, my whole energetic circuitry of my body had been transfigurated and my whole meridian system and biocircuitries or the nadial pathways and all that energy dynamics within my physical body and all the energetic levels and layers flipped and changed and recreated new pathways. It's like the literal way my heart would pump blood reversed and it's like the magnetics flipped and rolled over and all the magnetics within all my organs flipped and rolled over and it was a literal metamorphosis within my, my, my physical body and the energetic container that holds the physical body. And ever since then, I was was and am continued to be guided by that, that mentorship. And I've just been, been given the dispensation to share that process, that pathway of that genetic uh, liberation process where you're freeing this karmic cycles inside your being and it was a it was a long process but it was also a very very significant and dedicated process that I, I went through and that was the original experience of meeting um, the great Maha avatar himself even though he would never ever call himself a maha avatar he's extremely humble is the embodiment of total humility um, there was there has been a series of other events where he has come to me and and spoke to me and and shed light and gave me certain mudras and mantras um, to share of my personal experience and, and then also when i went to india I had a, a direct a direct connection as well when there was a a great materialization of specific etheric substance coming in bridging into the into the physical and there was teachings of what that represented as a great another purification process as this level and layer of levels and layers keep unfolding and it's it's a never ending process you know one may think that they enter into the realm of enlightenment or total realization and, and the whole story ends. No, the realization of who truly are does end, but the, the continuation of that journey never truly ends. And so I've continued this, this path of initiation and just taking those steps one step after the other and being taught what they, the ancient rishis call the, the path of the, the nine perfect cycles and that's where that's what they refer to as the the path of liberation and also immortality in a true true sense how beautiful for you to experience that in the way that you did and to feel that energetic circuitry totally flipping totally reversing and you even called it genetic liberation. So you have been given a dispensa- dispensation by Babaji to take this to the world and help others realize it. And I love how you said that it's never, this journey never really ends. So can you talk more about the path of the nine perfect circles and this path of liberation? Um, some would be 
hesitant to surrender in the ways that you surrender because you've done it this way and you can share this wisdom is it possible for people to still um, I guess be in their home with their family as they go through this sort of a change or this sort of a realization I believe so I believe anything's possible and I believe with with focus and dedication and you can definitely customize you know the, the spiritual pathway uh, for your for your actual purpose in this incarnation you know and our purpose does change it does evolve it our purpose at one level may be so but when we expand our consciousness and and continue this continue involution and evolution we do change our, our our purpose in life, our purpose to serve, and that's ultimately what the purpose always is: is to serve. You free yourself karmically, and then you serve to free others. And I was originally initiated by a householder. The elder grandmother is a is a householder. She, you know, she she keeps under underground. She doesn't want to go into the into the public eye. She has, um, you know, on many occasions. But she was my she was one of the original people that. That initiated me on this path, and it's and it's 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 nothing to be overwhelmed with. It's it's simply a miraculous uh, event that can be embodied and can be directly experienced. And it doesn't shift who you are; it just changes the way that you may choose to perceive life. It may thin the veil or totally deveil any false concepts of the total unification of your multidimensional being and who you truly are as a as a creator. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. So the elder grandmother, the wisdom keeper of the white buffalo people, let's talk a little bit about that. Isn't that amazing that she spoke of this connection to the Himalayan rishis? Now, was she connecting to them through her meditation practices, through the etheric realm? No, she she had personal initiation as well. They they literally materialized to her and one night and literally appeared in her in her bedroom of all places and 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 initiated her and upon that initiation that literally awakened her and led her on a on a pathway of, of healing and transformation for not only herself but but many others. And so her journey alone was was one of of direct contact and it's and it's all reflective of you know our quantum lives and where who we have been in different lives and what coding that we still have latent within our genetics and but also in our morphogenic signature that goes beyond this 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 incarnation and then it's just about recollecting all those different signatures and, and codings to be embodied and fully integrated in this life and bringing all those timelines into this into this now moment and to this incarnation and she was one that did that and and spoke very highly of this pathway and it's and it's literally the pathway of re-embodying all the cycles it's 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 called the 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 the, the nine perfect cycles because everything in our in our life is is governed by cycles we look at nature we look at the seasons we look at the the cosmic cycles of the electromagnetic um, fields and 
how they rotate around, each planet rotates around in different orchestrations and geometries of, of not only our solar system, but our whole galaxy. And that's what this is, this pathways all around. It's about actually bridging the macrocosm to the microcosm. It's about embodying who you truly are at the universal level. And you have inside you all the planets. You have inside you all the energy that's corresponding to the planets of our solar system. And you have the ability to connect with them. And the reason why it's, it's called this genetic liberation is because you're freeing the karma that's encrypted, it's encrypted into your DNA. And karma's not a bad thing. Karma's just the word of action. It's an action that's happened and that's created an, a, a record. And so what this process does is, is neutralizing those records. It's freeing the karmic imprint that's coded into the genetics. And that can go back through the paternal line. It can go back through the maternal line. And it can go back even 21 generations for a high incarnated soul and, even, and possibly even further. But normally it's around seven, seven generations backwards in time. And once that's cleared, it also clears forwards, forwards in time. It's, it's changing the coding of the of the DNA and it's it's switching the certain coding on and off that's that created mutations in and created corruption in the genetic code itself to stop it being fully accessible. So what this process does is is literally resets your cycle, your your universal cycle of all the different planets and how those universal cycles map into your body it's coming back in alignment with them and then what it's doing is embodying that universals those universal cycles so you become a sovereign being you're not you're not literally bound by the karmic imprint of your your ancestral path you're not not bound by the karmic imprint of past lives or current life or even soul records you transcend those those four key aspects of your karma. And the reason why you can do that is because karma is held within the energetics and biocircuitry of your body. That the action of record, those records are held within your nadial system. And nadis are like energetic spiritual nerves. And they literally wrap around the organs and the spinal column. And if they don't wrap around in a full 360 degree revolution, then there's a twisted pattern. And that twisted pattern is creating a blockage, not only in energetically inside your body, but it's also creating a blockage external to you. So you would keep attracting those situations or those certain people or those, those certain events in your life because it's coming to you so you can transcend it and recorrect that, that blockage or that, that twisted pattern of energy that's still inside your, inside your body. And so it's, it's called the, this, the, the pathway of the nine perfect cycles because it's clearing out the cycles. And liberation is only the first cycle of that. Immortality is obviously a higher, a higher embodiment and attainment along that process, but genetic liberation is the first, first perfect cycle, which is reflipping the magnetics. So your, your magnetics are no longer, and your genetic code is no longer bound to the earth itself. It's, it's no longer connected to in the ancestral pathway. It's literally freed. It's came, coming from a more the cosmic 
the, the cosmic intelligence. And then you can, if you choose to reincarnate, you can, but it's from your free will choice. And if you choose to come back and be more the bodhisattva and play out that purpose, then you can and help humanity and usher them on their own evolution. Or you can choose to go into another planet. There's millions, if not trillions, in other, other planets you know, through throughout the 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 cosmic universe you know, within our without when this was told to me directly by the rishis within our milky way galaxy alone there's over 26,000 different planets that have life on those planets so we have you know, the availability to free ourselves and then be a cosmic citizen go travel the multiverse and incarnate we and a lot of your listeners and a lot of a lot of us that have come here to make the great shifts are starseeds. We are we are actually coded from the stars. You know, myself, I've only had two um, two incarnations on this on this planet, and that's because we heard the call. When we heard that call, we come we come to Earth to help to help save Earth, so we can free the ones that have forgotten who they truly are as divine sovereign beings. Wow! Just listening to you, it is as if you are helping us. Uh transcend a lot of this it's amazing that it's this genetic liberation this karma that is encrypted in our dna uh, i've heard others speak of this as the distortions that keep us from this knowledge of who we truly are so for you then you did mention that this is a journey that never really ends we are all uh, evolving out of it how would someone begin to experience what you've experienced? Uh, I know there's meditation that we would do to this. Uh, you even mentioned the elder grandmother taught you how to unlock this that is within yourself. Have you come up with a process? I know you teach a lot of courses that educate uh, people to move into this avatar consciousness. But is there uh, a quick process or a way that you could describe how we unlock that which is within us? Absolutely. And it's, and it's about having one's own unique spiritual experience. Even if I teach you a, a simple process, which I will in a, in a moment, it's, it's not about having an experience that I've had. It's definitely about having your personal experience of the highest potential and the divine potential that you have coded within your being. And it all begins and ends with a state of non-action. And this is literally the first step and, in truth, the only step. It's where you can be so centered within your being where you no longer spend energy, you're spending energy out into the external world, but you're cultivating that very energy internally. And as you cultivate that energy, it starts rising. It starts rising spontaneously. Everything happens in life through the spontaneity of creation, of evolution. Nothing happens by force. We can't force these things. Even though I teach courses and programs and offer healing and, and activations and transformational work, this, these are guiding, guiding posts and this is a guideline to help that spontaneity to rebirth itself through you and not to be forced. It's, 
It's not that you're going to do one meditation and all of a sudden it's going to unlock this. It doesn't obviously, and you know this obviously doesn't work in this linear fashion, but the simple technique is literally staying in your, in your center and staying in your, in what's known as the hara, but the, the most ancient reference to this was known as the state of non-action. And so if you were to visualize right in front of you, just in your mind's eye, a compass with north, east, west, south, you know, on the, on the, on the compass, if you attune yourself just to the north, and that would be straight up, if we just go true north, not the north of the earth, which is on a wobble and an axis tilt, but actually the true north, straight up. And if we focused on that internal compass, and we stayed centered, and no matter what we did, whether it was speak and have a conversation to any of our loved ones, or even if it was a person on the streets, or if we were just to do the groceries, or if it was just you know, watching a movie or reading a book, or any activity, any activity in the external world, if you were to stay in that state of non-action, what that does, it stops sending energy out into that manifested world. Because a lot of people don't realize that they're leaking their energy. They're actually giving their power away. And a lot of people are giving their power away through the lower chakra centers of their body. But what happens when you become conscious and fully present in the now, this state of non-action, you start cultivating this energy. You start rising this energy. And it starts unlocking the seals inside your spine and starts rising through your spine spontaneously and then when it gets to a point when it comes near your heart near the 22nd vertebrae i think it's the um, t8 around that area of the spinal column it starts unlocking uh, certain ether etheric energy and this ether is literally the fifth element that helps create these these four elemental creative forces in our in our respective nature and our organic matrix. It helps unlock this, and that when that starts unlocking, it starts purifying your being. It starts purifying all the sin. And when I say sin, I'm not coming from a Christian or Catholic, you know, dogmatic perception of of a point of view. I'm coming from the true origins of sin, which is the imperfection or the the, inner, the misunderstanding of perfection. And what I mean by that is some people forget the true miracles of what this life truly is, and they don't eat the right foods. They don't eat life-nourishing foods and enriches their body and enriches their organs. They, they potentially utilize other other foods that are induced by you know emotional states or a discourse or or distress and they and and then from that level once you correct the imperfections and you start purifying your being from even even the simple utilization of our voice when one says something out of turn and doesn't speak from their hearts they're missing the imperfection. They're missing the perfection of their being. They're missing the gift that is to actually speak and, and utilize this, this voice to actually communicate to another and express 
the divine qualities of one's heart's nature. So what this energy does is starts purifying all that, but it also purifies down the genetic line, the distortions that you spoke earlier, the distortions when one hasn't lived, lived a life according to divine universal law or divine principle. And when those universal principles aren't upheld in one's dharma or life path, what happens is there's these energetic twists and these entanglements that happen in the biofield. So that promotes stagnation, which promotes then physically um, um, this acidosis, which creates inflammation. So there's a direct connection to our spiritual energetic body and our, and our physical body. So when we start purifying that, this holy temple, this sacred, sacred temple that we have as this body, then that energy can start rising and it doesn't get spent out into the external world and doesn't get spent out through the lower chakras, but actually helps transcend those chakras and it starts bridging into the heart unity consciousness and starts bridging further into the higher realms of consciousness and starts bridging into the more morphogenic chakras which are beyond the personal the personal chakras the personal seven chakras and as that takes place then there's this spontaneous release where certain magnetics within the body start rearranging themselves every organ is governed by a particular planet and when a particular planet, for instance, the heart is governed by the sun. So when this when it's the sun is in a in a astrological nodal reference to our in a specific specific place in our own personal natal chart in our astrology, that influences the characteristics of one's heart and and pericardium, the sac in which holds the heart, and there's internal chakras within that heart as well, which can produce this this etheric energy. So when we are in alignment to these universal pr principles and we come into that state of neutrality, state of non-action, then the energy does itself. It's because it's omnipresent and it's also very intelligent. It's omniscient, so you can. It has a higher intelligence that rearranges itself spontaneously through your body and starts recorrecting any misalignments or any, I guess, sin or imperfection that one may have in their energetic body or their physical body. So once you stay in that state and don't move from that state, you no longer spend that energy into your emotional body and get caught up into the illusion of your emotions or you no longer spend that energy into the mental body and get caught up in thoughts that take you down rabbit holes that is a never-ending process of loops. So it helps you refine and retain that energy for it to ascend through your being, and then it can re rearrange the biocircuitries and start purifying your divine holy temple of your body. Okay, this is the importance of staying centered in the state of non-action. Just feeling that, you know, just feeling that, feeling into the words that you just spoke there. I'm at a loss for words because we can feel the energy within ourselves in this centered state. 
So we'll go into a few more questions with you, Akasha. Now would be a great time to talk about your Portals of Liberation course. You take people down this deep path and you go much, much deeper in this wisdom with your special offer. And that is called the Portals of Liberation. Take a quick moment and share with us about this course. Okay, thank you. So essentially, Portals of Liberation is a process which gives you not only the, the pathway and the illumination of that, that map, the pathway of your being, but it also gives you certain energetic coding. And this is in the form of, of what the ancients would call yantras and we call source codes, which are geometric codes that hold the universal language, universal language being sound, vibration and light. And these geometries help the process of unlocking certain biocircuitries and certain energetic templates within your being. And this isn't new technology, by the way. It's very ancient. This technology was was first seeded by the rishis themselves. They would give these, these yantras, these universal geometries and source codes to their initiates and, and to their students to help advance them along the on along the path and so we i utilize a the, the teachings themselves and then i also utilize these geometric codes and help perform clearings and healings and and activations there just to help enhance those alignments that are necessary to help us get the most benefit from the practices because there is a lot of practices that come with these portals of liberation and the first module, for instance, is around the Holy Grail within. So what the true Holy Grail is, this Holy Grail that is literally located within our body, within our coccyx and our sacrum, that maps into our hips. And if we follow along that, that, that energetic line, those vertebrae, what happens, they form a chalice within our being. And the, the first nine vertebrae of the coccyx and sacrum, each one of those vertebrae is a correspondent connection to a planet. So this is where our planetary chakras are located. And just below the coccyx, there's what's known as the kunda, what the rishis call the kunda, which is the kundalini egg. It's the egg of the serpent. This is that cosmic egg within each one of us. We have literally a body of all these trillions of cells which recycle themselves. But there's eight original genesis cells within our body which create this egg of life, and that's in the perineum. And in the perineums, that forms this kunda, and it, once that opens up, that helps open up the kundalini energy, and it, and it starts circulating through these nine planets. And what that does, it starts realigning these those cosmic forces and if we think of the celestial bodies of the planets as as archetypes of energy archetypal energy that help influence certain cycles in the earthly realm you know, for instance we all know when mercury goes retrograde communication is quite quite chaotic and obviously that there's a principle there that is maps out within our body and so i teach 
people how to utilize that energy and cultivate that energy and rise that in to to harness and utilize this holy grail and this is basically the chalice the internal chalice to fill up this cup and to fill up this cup with this primordial energy and help to help the sustenance and to sustain the body and to rise that energy up and to help that acceleration process of that 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 serpent's coiled kundalini rising through the Padma Shakti, the Shakti energy that can lift up through our body. And so when one can cultivate this energy, they can start unlocking their hip chakras, which there's nine corresponding hip chakras, which also map into the planetary system. And so that is all our creative influences. So once you've unlocked these, it's help, it's easy for you to create and co-create with spirits and manifest your, your dreams and desires from that, that level. So module one's all around that holy grail within. In module two, we go into the cosmic spine, understanding what the 33 vertebrae seals are within us and how to literally clear any karmic imprintings from those nadial pathways that we spoke about earlier and how they can be stopping the ascension of this of this rising energy, that rising that primordial energy through the central shashumna or hara line through our spine. So we, we go into the depths of the cosmic energy and how that maps out not only within your being but the connection to that into the cosmos. So we really bridge the macro and microcosm. In module three, we go into the activating the spiritual heart and realizing the deep, the depth of the four chambers of the heart, how they connect to the four directions of the universe and how to access that, that internal sacred space within the heart. And so from that internal space, we can literally unlock what's known as the nine internal chakras of that heart as well, which once they are in balance with the divine feminine and divine masculine principles, it helps enhance this electromagnetic field and literally allows us to be be aligned centered within our body and it literally clears any any programming or discordant beliefs that are preventing us from accessing that that source point within our heart's consciousness and then the fourth is awakening the crystal palace which is the pineal gland and what sits above the pineal gland and the crystal skull that we all have and how to help activate our own crystal skull. We've heard about many, many legends around the crystal skulls of, of, of the Mayan main timelines and the wisdom teachers and carriers, but how do we access our own crystal skull? So this goes into those, the depth, the depth of the energetics that we have on top of our, on top of our heads and how our hair is the antenna to literally access that crystal palace within and how do you experience that etheric state of consciousness and unlock what's known as amarita amarita or soma which is a substance that literally is cultivated through the pineal gland and is a sweet nectar that can help electrify and and center and nourish your your being to help advance you along your spiritual path so that's a very short briefing of the of the program but it's very very in-depth each pro every module is around three and three and a half hours long with healings and clearings um, to support the content fantastic so beautiful again this is 
really helping us understand what that word embodiment means, what that subject, what this concept of embodiment means. And it also helps us understand ourselves so much more deeply as that which keeps us from this. And it really is this programming of our 3D world, of this external world around us, and it really is up to us to reclaim this. So beautiful that you've been in deep contact with the Rishis to experience this on your own and then to help others as well. Yeah, so I'd just like to take a moment just to honor you for listening to this message and just take it at your own level of, of contemplation and, and realization and just realize that you are it, you are the one, you are that, that great being that has the ability to embody the totality of his creation. And I just want to honor just your commitment to realizing your, your true self and just remember that you are always sovereign and you are always free. You are the one, you are it. Powerful words, so comforting. And again, we can just feel the essence of what you spoke today. And what better time when we do look around at our world and we can misspend our energy by watching the news or by watching politics. This really is our personal responsibility, and we thank you so much for being that way shower of how we could do it. You had mentioned being so centered in our being that this allows the cultivating energy to rise within us, and it's almost as if this energy is purifying us. It's changing those bioenergetic templates. And is this what it is when we are in this process of being fully centered, being fully present? Is there any other, I don't even want to call it work, but when we're in this state of non-action and these seals are beginning to unlock. Are we aware of that as it's happening? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, you will be aware of it at one level or another, and you'll be aware of it of things happening external to you. So there'll be a lot of refinement. Maybe old reflections are falling away or old patterns or or old aspects of yourself just literally being falling away and dismantling. But internally, it's a feeling. It's 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 be even beyond the feeling. It's like this out internal alchemic process that transpires. For instance, the first signifier is when this energy starts rising up to this the twenty second vertebrae or or T eight in the thoracic's center of our spine. It starts unlocking what I said earlier. This this ether. But what it also does is start stimulating this golden substance, this solar oil. It's like this oil, burning oil that is so hot. It, it doesn't burn you like an external burn would, but it's a, it's a heated oil. And what that does, that starts dripping. It starts dripping down. And the first organ it hits is the pancreas. It starts hitting is like three drops that go into the pancreas and this starts purifying all the sugar molecules and coatings in the pancreas and 
what this does is literally starts the cycle and there's a cycle that goes around inside our system just how all the macro cycles go around the stars and obviously the planets go around our planet these these micro cycles that happen within are literally going through this alchemic purification process and the first experience of this is what what I call um, the soul absorption so it's like you've entered your heart consciousness and you just expand your heart opens and you're fully operating with this universal unity consciousness you, you realize that you're more be a lot more than just this physical body and you're interconnected interrelated to every being um, on this planet and this is a level of awake awakeness and self-realization in a true sense but what happens is when you're when that soul essence it starts expanding it expands through the morphogenic field of your heart it starts expanding outwardly and it starts regathering all the different quantum lives all the different timelines all the different coding that's happened throughout all the different incarnations that one may have and it starts pulling that back into the body template into the body hologram different levels and layers of the field it starts condensing it back and starts circulating that light intelligence or soul intelligence around the nadis around the meridians around the internal biocircuitries and starts bringing it around the spine and starts also bringing it around the organs and it starts bringing back like lost pieces of the puzzle of life back to your hologram starts completing the picture so you go from puzzle to picture and then once you embody that process of soul absorption and you go through that soul absorption process you start integrating a, a more vaster significant field of consciousness known as the monad or the oversoul and this is this is a process known as monadic integration and so this is when several of your organs have started rolling over what i mean by rolling over the north and south nodal point of reference starts flipping over and the north becomes the south and the south becomes the north and what happens is the energy doesn't go in a descending spiral your energy is not getting locked down in a descending spiral it's actually reversed it's into an ascending spiral so energy naturally inside your being ascends it ascends into the higher aspects of your consciousness in the higher chambers um, and and vortexes of your being and so through this monadic integration you start embodying a vaster field of consciousness and you become more the observer more the witness it's like at the soul level you're more the the actor of the play but at the monad you're more the the director who's the all-pervading presence that's starts seeing the difference aspects within this field of consciousness and all the aspects to that field of consciousness is like regathering into this soul family and so you start integrating that into your body and so your body starts rearranging the the genetic the genetic coding the genetic karma and um, the soul karma also the present life incarnation karma and also um, past or quantum life karma and all this coding starts rearranging your body as you start coming online to this monadic presence and you start stationing your consciousness at dimensions seven eight nine so this is where you're literally bridging you're a bridger from the higher realms um, into this this physical makeup and so this 
this then starts you start going through another another process after monad integration into avatar alignments and this is where your higher fields of consciousness start rearranging and embodying into your system and you start coming online to dimensions 10 11 and 12 and this is where that avatar consciousness out where avatar means the descent so you're like you become like the descent of source consciousness and your whole prime mission is to be of service to humanity to help be more the bodhisattva being literally a, a service of the divine plan and you're literally this finely tuned instrument to go about your service mission and and be in total alignment to to that consciousness and alchemically inside you there's more more energetics starts rearranging like the the vitras which are like the petals of each of your chakras they start rearranging as well and these internal geometries start rearranging and start purifying then new vitras or new petals start actually merging from particular chakras and the old chakras start organically releasing as well when their energy starts merging more into the heart center and other chakras into the morphogenic spectrum of, of consciousness start coming online as well so you start having a higher uh, dimensional perspective of intelligence that streams through your body and so there's these all these these different things that transpire within your being and you do become more consciously aware of this and this process as it as it continues yes and we've spoken about feeling multi-dimensionality within us and that is precisely what you just described. So beautiful to really understand embodiment and to see the pathway of it. I know there's many listening that truly wish this for themselves. Um, and again, we are soothed when we realize that this energy is within us and we simply need to unlock it and embody it. I want to give you a moment to talk about the portals of liberation and more about how the soul ascends. Our soul really does ascend in the body through consciousness and through into these higher dimensions. Okay, I give a personal example of, of my journey. When I experienced that soul absorption process and as it went into the the monadic integration, it was though that this fire inside my heart, um, literally this etheric flame, started combusting and, and burning and expanding with that, that fire, this, this great heat. And then it started spreading over not only my heart and my chest, but around all my organs. And what happened, it started cultivating those solar drops that I spoke about, those, those like solar oil. The actual ancient Greeks used to call this the Christos. The Christos, and, which was the, which is the risen Christ. And Christ comes from the anointed one, which is actually the sacred oils within our being. So this Christos energy or this Christ energy is literally a alchemic substance within us. And what happens and what happened to me directly was that there was this flame that just started growing and it's this incredible flame that started 
accessing the kundalini energy inside the, the kanda, that, that cosmic egg, and it started literally spiraling that because I didn't just have one kundalini experience and no one will just have one once they go seriously on that path you may have a kundalini awakening but there's a process of how kundalini will will raise throughout your body and it's and it's not just at the level of the elemental fire you can have a a water um, experience of kundalini kundalini can express itself through water winds fire ether and and also earth in it. they all have different you have, you have different experiences when it raises itself or expresses itself through these different elements but through this specific process it was this celestial flame that kept illuminating and and literally burning brighter and brighter and then it started encompassing all around my organs and my body and my auric field and I was like my entire body was engulfed in flames. I could smell this incredible burning of like rubber. It smelled like this burning rubber that literally was just burning and burning and purifying. It's like I was literally sitting in a furnace. And what happened is that that's, that initial spark, that's, that primal spark inside that created this, this blaze started ascending out, out of the heart, and it came into the pineal gland. And as it came into the pineal gland, it started rearranging my brain, my left and right hemisphere of my brain, to start merging and start rebalancing itself. And as it did that, it started balancing, and I could feel this like ants going through my body. It literally felt like the, the, the central nervous system started rearranging itself, and the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system started readjusting and there's two energetic lines that go up the left and right hand side of the spinal column which is known as the Ida and Pingala. Pingala is the solar and, and Ida is more the, the lunar, the magnetic, you've got the electric and magnetic so that was rearranging, crisscrossing and through that ascension of this energy it's, and it's like this fire just and that, that initial spark just bursted through my crown chakra and it literally shattered it shattered the the force of this this cosmic presence shattered the the actual ceiling or the veil around the sahasara the the, the crown chakra and it literally we we call it the thousand petaled lotus but those petals started rearranging themselves and shifting and started shattering and spreading across the universe is like there's this big golden geometric net that's just started forming around the entire universe and then that soul essence just left and as that left it was this emptying and then as that process continued it was like this refinement and death in internal death process and then as that happened my heart stopped beating it literally stopped stopped beating and stood still but it, what didn't stop beating per se what actually happened what i found out later was that the rhythm and the beat of the heart was so balanced it reset itself into that original spark point the original pulse that initiated the, the rhythm of the heart it resets to that that point and it was so balanced in its masculine and feminine qualities that it seemed like it actually stopped and physically 
I felt that it stopped and I was in this, this again, this rapture. And I had no beat. I was in this beatless state. And as that continued, I entered into this breathless state where I didn't need to breathe. I didn't need to breathe oxygen. It was like my body was sustained by this internal pranic nourishment, this internal sustenance from this primordial energy. And it just started burning and going, went on and on and on for a long process. Obviously, I wasn't watching the clock during this process. But as it continued, literally the consciousness that once res resided within this physical body left and all the records left, all the, the, the consciousness of or, or the memory basically of having parents, having brothers, having past relations and relationships and all the memory just dissolved back into the void, the zero, zero point. And there was, all there was left was this re reverberation, this internal om, this internal primordial sound, this celestial chant almost. And that's what continued to, to happen. And from that space, I literally was rebirthed out of that, that process and and, I, and then I experienced this this total rebirth, but I didn't actually know who I was or if I was anyone because my my mind just totally stopped. There was no thoughts anymore. There was no there was no thoughts at all. There was no engagement with thoughts. There was no thinking. So it was just total total ending. And before that totally happened, it was like every single thought ever was thought within this conscious instrument had to be rewind. The tape of life had to go through a whole reset and rewind back and back and back into the zero point and then it dismantled every thought, construct or belief system that ever allowed me to believe I was anything else but that primal source and presence. Thank you for sharing your experience of that. You know, when we've, when we've heard of the yogis doing this, where they appear not to be breathing, they appear not to have a heartbeat. Yogananda in his book spoke of several beings that were this way. That is what you experienced. So that is simply fascinating. And it is for us to understand what we can go through as well. I know I have heard of some people with Kundalini awakenings and, um, one, one man had something go through his body where the bottom of his feet were burned. Do you have any advice or are there any, um, guidelines that you can offer on what to do to protect a, a uh, kundalini rampant firing to maybe make it more of a, I don't know if there's even a word that we can use to describe this. We, I don't know if you can make it gentle, but um, this was something that literally totally reworked your body energetics. That is true alchemy. Do you have any advice on, on, you know, some people say if you don't open your chakras first that could lead you into strange occurrences but uh your thoughts would be appreciated on this 
Absolutely. The, the Kundalini is a natural process and a natural energy that we all can tap into. And, and like I said before, there is five elemental expressions that the Kundalini can come through. And for instance, the fire is the most common because there's, there is a lot of masculine electric energy on this planet. And we are obviously rebalancing that with the divine feminine and the rise of that divine feminine. Um, but there has been this, this dominance of this this fire energy um, from the from the Kundalini. And if you don't have your nadis in alignment, if you don't have your chakras balanced, if you don't have the internal biocircuitries actually rearranged to harness this energy, then, yeah, it can create a premature activation. But from that activation, it can actually create uh, a burn-off and, and, a, and a frying of the circuitries, literally a frying. I've, I've seen that some people have activated themselves and, and haven't mentally been stable ever since. And you, it's, a, it's, it's not a force to play with. You have to go slow and gentle, but it's about doing the, the preparation work. You know, for instance, you're not going to pour a slab of concrete without creating the framework. You're not going to build a house and and, and rewire the electricity circuitry of that house and switch switch that electrical circuitry on and plug it into the main without making sure it's actually correct and making sure it's it's all aligned and 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 following the blueprints. So with the Kundalini, it can, for instance, it can express itself in a waterway. I've I've experienced the Kundalini how it's like this this pouring of energy it's like this liquid liquid gold like just rushing up through the spine just just like a hose you know water would flow out the hose and you can experience it in that way the more feminine gentle approach you can experience it um in the in the element of wind and i've experienced it where the, it's just this quick rise and then fall then it rise again it's like this jolting that rises quite quite fast and rapid then you can experience it in the actual earth element. And this is actually more more tough than it is is the fire because the earth element is like it's a jackhammer. It's going in, it's busting through your your spinal seals and it literally like someone's got a jackhammer going through all the levels of your vertebrae and all your bones are shattering and shaking and rolling. And that's that's quite a deep, deep experience. And then there's there's also the ether the ether um, way of the kundalini rising where it's actually just so instant it's just instant instantaneously directly through your whole shashumna column and out through all your biocircuitries and and balance and it's a it's a quite it's like a lightning flash that goes through your body and if it if it is awakened prematurely then there can be burns not only on the feet like if it's burns on your feet then your chakras aren't open on your feet there can be burns on your hands there can be burns anywhere on your body you can get this rash that actually appears at the lower at your lower spine where around the coccyx and sacrum and that actually creates this it's like this burning pole and it's like someone's literally inserted a burning metal rod into your into your spinal column and that can like literally ache and and an ache and pain but what that's doing is fusing literally the alchemy of those first three chakras and it's resetting them so they are not operating independently they are fused together and operating up into the higher higher chakras and this is a sure sign that your kundalini energy is literally transcending all those lower egoic desires and in the world of of 
I guess, instant gratification that a lot of people are experiencing is that they do take certain medicines to enhance these spiritual attributes and enhance these spiritual experiences. Um, but what happens if you don't balance your internal circuitry, if you don't balance the Ida, the Pingala, the, the Nadis, the, the Shashumna, open up the seals in the spine, balance your chakras and realign your meridians and let the, the prana or the chi flow freely through your body, there can be this, this circuitry, uh, this, this burn off or this frying of the, of the circuitry. And that's exactly what the portals of liberation teaches is you how to balance this energy. It's like literally the, the guidebook to help rearrange the biocircuitries inside you so you can come accustomed to such a high voltage, a high force of, in, of intelligence because when that energy activates, you, you can't try to control it. You just have to totally surrender. And that is what it's literally initiating you into, the, the, this surrender of this cosmic force. So it destroys and transforms any, any concepts of separation or illusion that may be uh, capping or may be preventing the total embodiments to, of divinity to incarnate into your, your divine temple. Wow. Again, thank you for sharing that. And as you did mention, your course goes into how we can really prepare our body for that and move through that. For those, it seems like some would, that this is happening to people and we may not even be aware that it's happening to us. Can you give a few clues then? Uh, like how, how were you able to recognize that this was kundalini energy some might just think it's a rash or they're having mysterious burns on their body appear uh for the for the layman or for the for the novice just getting into this how would one identify that this is actually the kundalini rising fantastic question you know you're so right a lot of the cosmic energy is becoming available for everyone's body hologram and a lot of people are just activating this incredible force and not really aware what what's actually going on you know there's there's different symptoms that can be presented in the body you know you could be going through flu-like symptoms and you could be going through purging you'd be purging and this energy is literally walking you know expressing itself through your body it's pu it's a purification process so we have to remember that so there might be heating up of the physical body there might be extreme fatigue where you just have to lay down you can't even move your body because there's this it, it's like you're being reset you, know, you might have body aches you might be really sleepy and you have to just rest you might have memory loss you might be changed with your body you might be losing lots of weight you might put on a little bit of weight because you need your body needs to actually have um, a readjustment in the in the in its levels in its hormonal levels in the body fats and and there's all, so many different different um experiences that can be had on an individual level but the main signifier to all this is your shift of perception. When you stop perceiving that you are separate from others and when you start actually feeling a deeper connection, like a, an electromagnetic 
even connection to the field like the field that when we look around we think that we're in this empty space there's space between it there's no such thing as space there's this this energetic container of of all this coding that's taking place around us all these different geometries all these all these different frequencies that are literally circulating around us and when you start feeling that when you start embedding yourself into that and you just your intuition starts spiking you just know things are going to happen you know you, you don't know what it's going to be but you, you, you sort of know something's up you know you have this intuition that starts taking taking control and these are all these are all symptoms of literally the ascension process, your body getting ready to ascend. And ascension really means is ascending from one dimension of consciousness to another. So your body is going through a, a cellular reset. It's going through energetic reset, a template reset. Your, your whole The whole photonic light emissions within your genetics, in your DNA and your RNA are, are rearranging and changing. And your, your body is literally accreting more light and and your light quotient is rising so this is means your light your vibration is rising and with that you're more expansive you start potentially thinking of things that you never really contemplated before and um, you may be inspired to to open a new door and go down a new path and these are all direct reflections of of something is birthing inside you something is getting ready to to truly, truly take you upon this, this path of initiation. Well, again, we can feel into those words and truly understand it. Thank you for sharing that perspective. I know many of us now have a better awareness of that. And when we tap into our own intuition or when it's very clear, um, yes, we, we can now understand that this is... A purification process and we can stop seeing ourselves as separate. I know many listening to this show are already at a point where they are no longer triggered by the outside world and so that's very beautiful. Well, what a fascinating conversation. My last question for you, and I do thank you so much for your time. You have recently uh been assigned from a cosmic level from a great council of light an ambassadorship of sorts can you share a little bit i know you're still integrating this information and you're due to go into the amazon jungle here again shortly can you share again what this new cosmic um role is that you are about to step fully into another beautiful question yes i'm most definitely integrating this and and truly honoring um this process that is laying before me and the other week i went through a i i guess it's a a galactic a galactic reset and reference of, of, of time and where my body body is located and what what happened was that I was greeted in the middle of the night in my bedroom by three illuminated beings and I was asked to 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 go with them. So I did and I was taken on board what's known would be known more of a 
like a safe house, but it's like an um, embassy. It was what they called it was a guardian embassy. And within this, there's there's different. They were showing me different councils, and there's there's many many councils that are operating these higher star councils. Every different race has different councils, and there's many different names. But the term that I use is the Guardian Alliance, and these beings are a part of the the interdimensional association of free worlds, the, the worlds and the the guardianship and stewardship of beings that are operating through the law of one and so there's grand and great um i guess races and fields of consciousness that are operating with us directly some of us are consciously aware of this and some of us are not but it's about implementing these this great shift of time this great new era and epoch that is on the emergence um, of our timelines and for me i was was Brought up to speed with with some incredible information around certain souls that are incarnating and and certain um, population control. And I mean by what I mean by population control and what I was shown by population control is that the Earth itself in in specific regions is very heavily overpopulated. So. The councils were showing how they've been putting um, certain procedures in place to to stop and prevent certain incarnations going into certain regions and through the grids. So there's a resetting of the grids, and there's also emissions, plasmic emissions that are coming not only into the planets from the solar rays and different planetary systems, but there's also uh, plasmic energy secreting from the internal architecture of the earth that's now come online and so with this there's a purification process that's happening in the in the land all the 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 noble metals and the noble gases you know the the rhodium the platinum the palladium the gold the silver all these different metals are literally coming back into the soils of where of where there was um uh Fertile land and and sterile lands. A lot of this, the deserts you know, that used to be all all forests and and, and rainforests and lush green um, environments, and now it's sand because it's it, it's lost its 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 mineral count. So there's a a a more um, I guess pathways that are being presented um, for this energy to be redispersed through these grids to help. Re, uh, resustain this land and also purify these processes. So I was shown different topics um, that was that basically uh, are happening in the higher realms and what have been implementing down. And there's certain technologies that have been implementing down into our dimension as well. And a lot of the a lot of the main topic is around free energy and this this free energy that is is coming and the suppression of this free energy and this and also the suppression of of consciousness that is happening in a certain nanotechnology that is literally resetting um not only um the, the architecture of our planet but also the internal architecture of people's be- bodies and there's this this nanotechnology that's creating a biological um I guess disease inside people's body, and they were showing different 
different situ- situations and scenarios and timelines that could potentially come into existence. And we have the power to shift these timelines, obviously. But there was a, uh, there was also, um, just a lot of, a lot of information from the higher dimension. And what that information was doing was providing certain opportunities. Um, so how we can remap um, our our collective consciousness to be reset into higher dimensions octaves and realign certain timelines to actually get a higher opportunity and there's a big shifting happening in 2017 with this particle convergence it's like this this galactic reset there's this holographic particle beam that's going to come through the axitonial lines of our planets and and literally start reshifting the grids start reshifting the crystalline structures of our of our grids and start resetting the the mainframe the actual the actual energetic lines that that held in place certain broadcasts and certain agendas that weren't so positive so there's a lot of a lot of communication around um i guess this these dynamics and and I was also introduced into the feline uh, the feline races of the yellow him yellow high and and I was welcomed into that that lineage and I was also just speaking to how the there's this interbreeding that is taking place as well or not so much taking place now as much it has been taking place and how the digression of genetic code has actually has actually become out of alignment with these different interbreeding programs that took place over the over the um, centuries of time. And so what's needed to reset those genetics and help. And that's how that's what the galactic currency is. The universal currency of of life is actually DNA code, the genetic coding. And so there's a lot of conversation around that that particular coding as well. So there was there was many different things. And for me, I'm. I'm just approaching it and and being very humbled by by being brought into these different civilizations and races and a lot of it is the remembrance of of ancient ancient timelines and ancient incarnations uh, being a part of these groups and also one of the most significant um, moments was actually the witnessing the seeding in our morphogenic container of earth a new root race a new consciousness known as the um homo divinus and and how the founder races the founder guardians the ones that started seeding life in this universal source field or universal matrix and they've they've rearranged certain particulates of a genetic code and certain templates from the what's known as an orifum soul, which is just means a, a, a being of, of of light, and an orifum soul is a a Christos a Sophia, a divine masculine feminine embodied soul. How that is actually started the seeding of this Homo divinus, which is the divine human that has a has the ability in the genetic code to act access all dimensions simultaneously at once from different different systems and and light councils so there's a, a beautiful celebration of that has actually happened and that's that field of consciousness has been seeded 
into our morphogenic container and of our civilization. Beautiful. So it's only going to get better no matter what we see externally in what could be seemingly chaos at times. Well, that is fascinating. And there's more to be revealed from you, Akasha, as you further integrate this experience with the Guardian Alliance. And so I know there's many listening that would truly wish to bring forth the new technology, the free energy, and to really bring the earth into an ascension process within ourselves. I mean, this is something that we do individually. And as you said, it's different for everyone. You did mention that this holographic particle beam was resetting the grids. Is there a specific time this year when that is going to occur? I've heard around September or August something will come about. Is there a time? Exactly. Exactly. There is. It's already started. There's like there's this window that's open and it's literally broadened up uh, and been filtering into our not only our planet but also our solar system and it's been coming from andromedia galaxy so that andromedia or andromeda galaxy is literally been filtering from its core because our galaxy was created from andromedia and so that energy is literally coming into our galactic central um, sun and then that's that's coming into our salon which is part of the Pleiades coming to Eucerus Minor um, which is um, what's also known as the Big Dipper and then that energy is also going around different constellations and creating a new matrix field that's then filtering down into our, our planet's architecture and the there's a direct beam that will come through as well around around august the 21st of august around the solar eclipse and this is what's known as the particle um, convergence and it's converging the particle waves um, into our our literal grid system but also to the source point of the crystal cathedral network which is basically a network of all different uh, there's five different cathedral complexes that have and have been expewing this higher plasmic energy ever since 2012 until 2013. And what it's doing is resetting what's known as the, the, the omni wave, which is literally a particle, which is the first particle of creation. Some science has been validating that the whole universe actually is just one particle itself, just reflecting itself. But what this particle convergence is doing is resetting that particle and changing the very geometry. Um, so the geometry of the vesica Pisces or the, the biowave geometry, which is two interlocking circles, is actually being recreated into a triwave. And this is this trinified force, which has the complete balance of the divine masculine, divine feminine, and, and divine child, the androgynous child. And the biowave geometry is more patriarchal. And that's also a reshifting of the grid architecture of a lot of people that know that would know this as the flower of life and changing those those ratios and spirals into what's known as the the Christic spiral uh, which has a different um, rotation and a different degree of rotation it rotates every 45 degrees and it keeps a relationship to the zero point it, it doesn't it, it's out external wobble doesn't 
literally gravitate too far away from its center without keeping a relationship to center or to source. So it's this sustainable energy that's filtering into the planet. And then that after August, it's that we start going through this, this I guess, this uh, global purge where there will be a release and a resetting of all this karma within the lands, within the waters, within the cultures, and that will start amplifying a lot. All the stuff that's unsettled in the bottom of the fish tank, so to speak, will start coming up and start coming up for purge and release. And then in December, um, around the 21st, I believe, there's a new moon, uh, a supermoon, around the 12th or 13th and around a couple of weeks after that I believe around the 21st of December uh, around the solstice time there is what's known as particle emergence where that energy that's circulated through the grids will start re returning out of the actual planets and as it does that it starts taking the three original bands of light so three original bands of consciousness and dimensions of consciousness and those chakras so all those timelines associated with the first three dimensions and the first three chakras of the planet start actually being transcended and and start being released from the planet so all the timelines associated with the discord and all the the war and you know all, all the fallen timelines basically that that populated our consciousness um, and, in, and that populated our field and our, our collective field is going to be start being pulled out of the of the planet. So it's this emergence of, of energy returning out and and releasing through our architecture of our planets. And as that happens, these timelines, these higher timelines of Earth's soul expression, which is um, dimensions four, five, and six, known as Tara, and Earth's consciousness known as Gaia, dimensions, which is her monadic consciousness, which is dimensions 7, 8, 9, they start coming online. Those timelines, which are also known as the Golden Age timelines, they start becoming um, more purified and realigned into the grid architecture of our planet, and our planet can actually go through uh, this this bioneurification, which is literally the timelines are being reset and being pulled away. And so, yeah, it's a it's a big, big process that we're we're up for. And so, a lot of the the guardians and the alliance members within the guardians are, are, are literally being on on standby and also implementing um, these the, and assisting this process. And a lot of our our aspirants, um, a part of the Institute of Divine Potential, they are they are helping. With these this grid work, a lot of grid workers are doing the relevant um, remapping and architecture that's needed to help re reset the grids. And where we'll be taking a, a big group of planetary servers to Egypt in in August to to help with this this reset because Egypt was the original heart chakra of the Earth, and so it's resetting those those ancient timelines and you're utilizing this this triwave frequency. So I hope that made sense. I tried to. Uh, to give the best exclamation possible for such a such a in a quite a galactic um, experience that's upon us all. Yes, thank you for that. Again, when we feel into it, I can hear a collective hallelujah. This is it. And so as we come into this energy and the global purge from what this energy will draw up, again, we're reminded to surrender and let it go. Anything else for our listeners that we should be doing during this time uh, as we prepare for this great shift underway? 
Yes, it's important to not play into low discordances. It's important to know that we're all on this process of initiation and we're going to be presented with opportunities. Not so much, they might seem challenging or challenges, but they're, they're truly opportunities of self-growth. And this may be in your, your personal relationships or it might be in your relationships with the community. And, but it's just an opportunity to, to not project, not project externally to you. Don't, don't, don't blame or push the finger, point the finger in this case to, to anyone else and, and just really take ownership for your own life creation. And then also come into more, if you choose, a stewardship of what can you do? What can you do in your life to literally set a path and set a pathway for others to be inspired by, it might be something simple, by just walking down a street and you see rubbish on the ground, picking that rubbish up. Maybe it's doing a little ceremony, giving back to the divine divine mother, you know, our, our beautiful earth that gives us everything, just honouring her, spending, spending a day in nature and just honouring her presence and her the abundance that she gives and gives and, and just literally you could do a little a little ceremony of just honouring her by buying selected fruits and vegetables and just you know just giving a moment to to, to give back into the land and maybe go to the ocean and just just honouring the and speaking you know, nature can hear us we're this living breathing organism we're connected we are exactly that nature and we like to listen to this this beautiful communication with loving words so it's just communicating with with nature and our surroundings and and just honoring the process as well whatever comes to you whatever opportunity comes to you whether you perceive it as good or bad it is actually perfect and that's that's the biggest test it's just accepting what was accepting what is and accepting what will be and approaching that acceptance with absolute gratitude with absolute gratefulness and appreciation to all experiences that you've had that brought you forth to this now moment and all the experiences that will create your the future unfolding and this divine plan that's upon us. And you now we're going to go into a little bit of a, I guess, a rocky a rocky ship because it needs to. These all the old aspects of the dark age, the Kali Yuga, has to be purged out, has to be pulled out because a lot of the the control network just can't happen in the in the golden age that's to come. The Satya Yuga, this great Yuga that is upon us, it, it, it can't it can't have any any reference of these old dominating ways, these these patriarchal ways, or these fallen masculine or suppressed feminine aspects within us. We, so we can't we have to allow ourselves the opportunity to not play into those old fears or shadows of separation and and just to to take that personal responsibility and take each step as it comes and and be be grounded within our being by knowing that whatever happens outside of us does never has to shift us from within. And when we stay in that state of non action, when we are centered and we are in alignment with universal law and principle, the whole heavens will support your every movement because you are aligned. The entire source field creation. And with that, we are so elated from this conversation. My physical body is buzzing and I'm newly inspired. 
And really, thank you, Akasha Sananda. The golden age is upon us. We honor the opportunity and we surrender and we accept. And we will, each of us in our own way, come into a stewardship that we can use to inspire others and honor our beloved Mother Earth and the Divine Mother. Akasha Sananda, thank you, thank you, thank you for this quantum conversation. You're most welcome. It's been an absolute honor. Thank you. And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy. There's a places I remember all my life How some have changed, some forever Not for better, some have gone And some remain, all these places have their moment With lovers and friends I still can't recall Some are dead and some are living In my life I love them all But of all these friends and lovers There is no Memories lose their meaning When I think of love as something new Though I know I'll never lose affection For people and things that went before Though I'll often stop and think about them In my life I love you
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, 
online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms.